2: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. But they got half a dozen tonight, and Carolina will remain perfect at 7-0-0. They're on their feet here in the PNC as the clock expires. The Hawks fall
3: to 0-6-2. Pat Foley on the call last night's hockey game. The Blackhawks blew a game, blew a 2-0 lead, gave up 100 straight goals. Lost again, haven't won all year. And that's not the story. I, um, the, the game doesn't matter. Welcome in, welcome back. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody. He's Dr. Grody. Because I need to lay down on Dr. Grody's couch and do some therapy, and I need our audience, fellow suckageers on Saturday Suckage, to help me out. So, Mark, here's what, here is the salient thought. Here's what my week was about. That is somebody's child. That is somebody's son. Mm -hmm. That's all I could think about when I saw... Kyle Beach, he was brave, vulnerable, he was right, and he was scarred. And what happened was this came just days after my son got married. You know, we got celebration of my love and happiness of Brandon and Emily got married, and then at the same time news comes that the father of the bride test positive for COVID. So now we're all rushing around to get tests. Amid all this, and that, that'll shatter, your, yeah, that'll shatter your joy. So, all of the family came back negative. That's that's it. So while this is going on, while you're waiting, while you're on edge, anybody who's had, <clears throat> anybody who's been in a group where somebody tests positive, and now you want to know immediately, and there's a rapid test, but it's not as accurate, and you go through all this. So that's what I was doing. And this is while all this is going on. There is the report from Jenner and Block to the Blackhawks paid for, and that's a problem, and there is Kyle Beach's interview, and you're, I'm watching all this about the sick, inhuman Blackhawks, and detail after detail about this despicable cover-up of a coach sexually assaulting a player. Two executives resigned, Stan Bowman and, and Al McIsaac. They're both, their parents, both of them, I think, certainly Bowman is. And the two biggest players, two biggest names on the team, offered support of the executives, of the parents, who covered up the sexual assault, again, of somebody's child. I mean, this the I I had I have to take a breath here. I had to take a breath then. This is exponential depravity. This is a cover up that began before the Hawks were to play in the Stanley Cup final in twenty ten, if you're late, coming to this story, and here we are 11 years later with a bit of justice being dispensed. And I was really sad and depressed. I, I, the confluence of all this, this is somebody's child, somebody's son, his life forever altered, scars that might never heal. And there he is in this television interview apologizing, saying he would apologize, to the Michigan teenager who was later sexually assaulted by Brad Aldrich, the same video coach, who sexually assaulted Kyle Beach in Chicago. And he would apologize for not doing enough, and I'm thinking, imagine. The player who was victimized sexually, emotionally, mentally, and then treated like a human toilet by the morally bankrupt Hawks, he was the one apologizing for not being able to help other young men. I mean that's that's the part that wrecked me. Hmm. Both of these, Kyle Beach and this young man from Michigan, they're both somebody's son. So I was I had all these kaleidoscopic emotions. I pinballed through I, I know, I call them the, the 12 stages of disbelief. Shock of course at first, the depth of it. Then I hated the organization. I hated Taves and Kane for being uneducated figureheads. I spit on Rocky Wirtz's investigation that he paid for that magically found him not culpable. And I was grieving for Kyle Beach and a young man in Michigan. And I began to regret every failure of my parenting. And that's I just filled up with guilt as well writing Glowing things about the con man, McDonough, the coward, Quenville, all the soulless pukes who were in that room deciding, talking about this sick act perpetrated on somebody's son. And I keep coming back to that, somebody's child, and here's why, Mark. Mm -hmm. I felt I had to protect my kids from every bad thing as a parent. I had to see it in advance It shield them. And look, I know it's not possible. That was the goal. So I remember a lot of my failures and every failure is a regret. It's a pang of guilt a scar forever. I beat myself up over it. And it doesn't matter how much, how old my kids are. I'm sure there are other parents who feel the same way. My Brandon's 32. That's mm-hmm. a year older than Kyle beach. You know, that's, they're still my kids. Yeah, he's. They're still somebody's children, and that somebody is mine. And that's all I could think about. Somebody's child, and those parents are wrecked. And I have no doubt that Kyle Beach's parents poured as much love as possible into him after that happened. After he came out, it came clean, and and he talked about what happened, what that sick bleep Aldrich did, and the depraved despicable organization that crapped all over them and I know this is not about me I I'm sharing this because I'm really I'm all over the place with my feelings and maybe other people are too maybe there are other people foundering around mentally and emotionally or maybe Mark you maybe our fellow suckageers have solutions for dealing with this and helping others so anyways our phone lines are open 312-644-6767 help i need some group therapy.
2: Well, i So
3: that's kind of
2: yeah. where i am. Well, what really well put by you and i've been like i said we talked a little bit on the phone but i've been looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this as a as a parent and as a hockey scribe throughout your life and i think the big thing is is for you <laughs> and for Kyle Beach that and this is like psychology 101 but it fits it's, it's it's not his fault it's not your fault and he needs to Kyle Beach my god needs mm-hmm. to forgive himself for what he perceived as letting down this 16 year old and it you know it it resonates that that's the part you're right when he when he i mean he is kind of crying throughout the entire interview but then when that question is asked and i think the question was put to him as what do you want to say to him and then he just mm-hmm. he, it goes up a gear in terms of the the tears and the angst and the hurt that that he's feeling so and it is such a different perspective you're right cuz i do i am i am not a parent i have never been a parent um, but I, I I know and have learned that that bond is so heavy duty and that you you and parents everywhere put themselves in that same position and thought, Oh my god, that that same thing could have happened, could happen to me as well and it's just it's just devastating as well. And Every, hey, hey, I, I give you crap for using caustic Every caustic word you want to use to describe this Stevie Sunshine, it is It is totally and completely fair game. Whatever name-calling you want to do for John McDonough and Joel Quinville. And, my God, I mean, there's, no, there's nothing that, that we can say about Brad Aldridge that would do it justice. But, yeah, I mean, Quinville gets whacked. That's good. Stan Bowman gets whacked. That's good. Where's John McDonough? Where is he? He's
3: hiding. He's hiding. He's hiding. Yep. You know, he's cowardly. And, and, and the, the fact that they could all be so soulless, so totally without conscience. They're all parents. They all have kids. You're doing this to somebody's child. Yeah. You are diminishing. It's a cipher. You've turned him into him into nothing. And what was even worse was Quenville's, Quenville's writing some kind of glowing report. And that, about him and for one of the jobs and and then claiming, well, I never knew anything about it or well it happened and and you just they're liars they're they're totally without they're morally bankrupt and that's so so now as a parent I'm torn up as a hockey fan how can you like this team yeah I, I could never love I I don't believe for a minute that Rocky Wirtz didn't know unless he told McDonough, I never want to know anything (laughs) bad. You have to keep me shielded, Uh which is just as as cowardly, right? We've we've seen that happen. And I, you you know what, and it goes, if this is what we now know 11 years later, what else don't we know?
2: Right. I was just going to say that. What else? Went down on John McDonough's watch, on Rocky Wurtz's watch, on Danny Wurtz's watch, because yeah, th- this would make one think it would be absolutely logical to connect your dots to other things having happened. It, I mean, it, it, yeah, I think maybe further investigation needs to happen. And you know what? I think that Rocky Wurtz needs to hold another press conference. You know, because if they really are going to get the get Brad Aldridge's name off the cup, have they done it? Have they done that yet? I know that supposedly. They were looking forward to doing that. I think that they should hold another press conference and say, Yep, we have done this. What other questions do you guys have about our organization? If they think that, the, like, that's the worst part about it. They think that since they had Jenner and Block do all this and the investigation is out and anybody could read it and everybody is airing it out and we're all ripping the, they think, okay, we've done our job, life goes on. I don't think so. Get out, get back out in front of this, and I think reporters who cover the Blackhawks need to stay on top of this thing, too, for the rest of this year.
3: The idea of the letter he wrote to the Hockey Hall of Fame, to Lanny McDonald, asking that the, the Brad Aldrich's name be X'd out is it on, on the Stanley Cup for unforgivable behavior? Well, guess what? Everybody's name should be. Everybody <laughs> who was in the room, everybody who knew yeah. about it, and that includes, and the, and the players knew about it a year later, and Jonathan Taves, Captain Crap the Bed, who's talking up Stan Bowen and McIsaac, and they're good. It has nothing to do with your relationship with them. They're not good people. Your, rela- your, your, your relationships with them, your thoughts of them, and they're irrelevant. This was somebody's child, and you is the captain, or you is the the biggest name scorer on the team. You guys did nothing to stop the homophobic slurs, the 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 diminishing of Kyle Beach. Players said it happened. You're lying if it, it if you say otherwise. And when Jonathan Taves comes off so hollow and and. As morally bankrupt as anybody who was in that room making that decision not to not to do to discipline not to discipline Brad Aldrich before the Stanley Cup Finals, if you if you Jonathan Taves saying, well, I wish we could have done more. Well, you could have. You're the captain. There is nobody in uniform who had greater credibility than you, and you didn't stop it. You didn't change it. Nothing happened. I just think, I, I again as a parent, you you want. I'm I'm outraged. How could you let this happen? Those are other kids the same age, Taves and Kane, and as, as Kyle Beach, and and you. As a parent, I wanted. I my heart goes out to Kyle Beach. That's somebody's child, other children aren't looking out for him. Adults aren't looking out for him. They're treating him as. Uh, they're wiping their feet on him. That's it. We don't need them. And and again, that where this goes. What other things, if the Blackhawks are capable of this inhuman and unconscionable act when it comes to a prospect, it didn't mean anything, but might affect winning a Stanley Cup. What depths of depravity, sickness, morally bankrupt actions would they stoop to to protect and cover, eradicate everything related to a player, I don't know, who got charged with, uh, was accused of or had allegations of Let's say some other sexual assault. Nothing can be put past the sick acts. Nothing can, the Blackhawks are to be questioned on everything. And like as a parent, it's like my heart went out to Kyle Beach and his parents. But as a parent, do you teach your, what do you do with this? Do you teach your kid to root for the Blackhawks? Not to root for the Blackhawks?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think you, you let them see everything, let them see the report. Um, tell them what you know, and then if they 're uh, at the appropriate age with something like this in terms of choosing you let them make their choice you know if they if they know everything about it and they are educated on it it's it's their decision at this point, and I would imagine that there are at we'll see if it's a temporary blackout of the Blackhawks or if people actually go away from them. Do you want to take some calls on this, Steve? Because there are tons of people calling. Do you want to do that, or, or would you rather not?
3: I would like that. I would love to see what our fellow suckageers on Saturday Suckage have to say. I need the group therapy. Okay. Just, you know, maybe somebody whatever your, your viewpoints are, I want to hear it. Um, right, wrong, indifferent. So Jordan and Libertyville, is that where we start, Caesar? Let's do it. Yes. Yep, we got Jordan and Libertyville. All right. Jordan, welcome to The Score.
1: Hey, so, um, you can say what you want about McDonough or Quinville, but ultimately this fault that Rocky works his feet, um, or the works his feet, and he did nothing. The one that could have stopped this whole thing was him. He had the Trump, uh, Trump card, anything He could have stopped everything. So, I mean, they could be cowards and they should have said something and all this other stuff, but ultimately he was the one that could stop this. I, I'm a high school principal. If someone comes to me and says something about inappropriate behavior of some kind, I'd be shouting from the rooftops as quickly as possible, partially out of self-preservation and and for the safety of that child. So I don't understand why they chose to protect a video coach. And, <laughs> and on top of it, they didn't have because to Because of the Stanley Cup, Jordan. Because
3: the Stanley Cup was yeah. the most important thing in their world. It was the only thing, remember? One goal. That was it. They were so driven by that. John McDonough <laughs> took over the Hawks and said, "And said it's time to win the Stanley Cup. That was his mantra. That was the only thing he cared about. Joel Quenville, nobody likes winning more than me. That was the only thing he cared about. That's the only thing any of them cared about. They weren't parents at that time. They had zero, zero moral compass. It was all blown up. It's all about the Stanley Cup. Thanks for the call. Jordan. And, and it means,
2: it. and it probably means that they've gotten away with stuff in the past. So, why can't we get away with this? You know, that's right. what like, yeah. like everybody's like, how could you do something like that? Well, it's because they've gotten away with it, you know, and the, a precedent is, is set, you know, it, like at, as an analogy, it's like, hey, why would anybody still use steroids in this era? Because tons of people are still getting away with it. And yeah, people get caught yeah. and you're like, what an idiot. No, well, you know what? The, the people have gotten away with it. So, what else have they gotten away with,
3: you know? Right, and you, you have to the combination of money and clout, money and power, and you combine all that and, and you have you have what with a formidable a formidable Hawks organization or Wurtz Corporation to make sure that you can get away with whatever you need to get away with. And and that's why we're asking about other things. Scott in Highland Park, welcome to the score. Thanks for calling.
1: Thanks for taking my call, Steve. Listen, I'm a 33 years. I've had season ticket tickets. I'm a parent of three kids, 16 and older, and I am a teacher and a high school coach. And for Rocky Words to even come out at this point, to even claim that they're doing something about it, you know what? It's absolutely disgraceful. They knew about it. They could have done something after 2010. They could after after they won, people would have still come back. I saw the interviews with Taze and Kane. They were completely tone deaf, completely tone deaf. And on top of that, the worst thing is that Kevin Chevalde met with Gary Bettman. He was in that room, and he knew what was going on, and he lied about knowledge. I don't care if he's an assistant GM. He knew about it, and he lied. And he should have been fired for lying. And you know what? It makes me sick. I'm giving up my tickets. This is an absolute disgrace. But they could have done something about it in two thousand ten after they won the cup, okay? And Rocky Wirtz should be ashamed of himself. Great show, guys.
3: Thank you. I agree. I, I'm with you, Scott. And, and here's to make it even worse, further reporting, Rick Westhead has done a wonderful job oh my God. this. He's from the he's sports network TSN incredible. In Canada. He's he the one who interviewed yeah, interviewed Kyle Beach and he's executed terrific reporting throughout. Let this piece of news out in the last twenty four hours. Uh, or, or highlighted this, I should say, because there's a lot to read, and your, your stomach turns. You want to vomit, and you see the, the moral depravity of the Hawks organization. Investigators say Brad Aldrich's Blackhawks employee file quote, could not be located. So this is back to Westhead, uh-huh. Westhead again, the TSN. HR execs tell me that the 2010 industry standard was computerized records. Deleting would leave a digital trail. Blackhawks refuse to say if they are investigating whether records destroyed purposefully. So they want to, Rocky wants us to believe that there's all of this transparency and here's Jenner and Block. Well, there's not. And and Scott's point about, well, they could have done this after 2010. You know what they did after 2010, apparently? They blew up the employee File. They blew up the HR record of Brad Aldrich, so it couldn't be traced back. That's to them. so
2: disgraceful. That is. And you know what else? What?
3: You know what else, Mark? I, this was something that was that was that had come out in the wake of the Jenner and Block investigation, all the reporting. Thirty-seven people refused to cooperate with a Blackhawks investigation. Oh my God! I'm sure that a majority of those were players. Duncan Keith, for one, I didn't hear about it until last year. You know what? Duncan Keith has a long history of being a misogynist. And so I would characterize him as lying about that. And I would bet he did not sit down with investigators. Now, here's the difference. If the NHL does this, the NHL is going to get their attention. The NHL is not going to have 37 people refuse to go along with the questioning. So it's very convenient that the, and again, the conflict of interest that the Wurtz has paid for this, Rocky Wirtz paid for this, the Blackhawks paid for this investigation. Here, we had this investigation. We gave them free run. Really, you're footing the bill for them. There wasn't a... Why would anybody not believe there's a conflict of interest mm. there? I don't know. They're playing people for stupid. The
2: the just, the, the torture that... Because they didn't do anything about it. Tw- they, the, the, the waste of a human being's life. The torture maybe. they put him through for the next eleven years because they didn't do anything about it the and you know he Kyle Beach has talked about having changed as a person going to alcohol and and drugs because of it to put that out of his like man that he is owed so much and what what the Blackhawks have done so far ain't enough sorry get back out in front of it take more questions
3: yeah well they can't because they're <clears throat> they, they want to arrive at some agreement with Kyle Beach, and they're fighting him in court still. God. They want to be able to determine the number. They don't want a judge or jury to determine the number. All right, look, we'll take a break. We seem to have people who want to talk about this, text about it, and I appreciate that. Um, I'm looking for your thoughts, your help. Mark and I want to hear from you on this topic. Our phone number is 312-644-6767. Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score.
2: There's definitely uh, you know that problem that happened in the past and. Uh, um, I think fans have the right to look at it the way they want. I think. Um, the organization under the leadership of Danny and Rocky, you know, seem to have done a really good job as far as like setting Jenner and block uh, in place to investigate and also to release the findings and to make necessary changes so. I think the organization is doing everything they can to move forward and move forward the right way. Are these players still afraid of John McDonough? What the hell? Yeah.
3: They, they are afraid. You know what? I, I was really mad at Captain Crap the Bed and whatever Patrick Kane had to say and, 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 and the talking up to guys who helped protect, you know, tried to diminish Kyle Beach, the adults in the room who didn't realize that was somebody's child. And I was so mad that these two, you know, shovel a BS the way Taves and Kane shovel a BS. That should be the new, the new ad campaign, the slogan. But here's what I think, Mark Taves and Kane reflect a largely uneducated pool that hockey players come from. I mean, this is bigger than just a power player, a set playoff, <laughs> a set playoff, a faceoff. They, they risk being exposed as idiots sick bleeps and they were in this instance. But they're just they're they're just stooges in this. And that's part of the way I'm mean, St. Mary's produces hockey players. It doesn't produce Supreme Court justices. Well, that's probably that's probably not a bad comparison. You
2: but know, I,
3: it doesn't, I, doesn't I, produce astrophysicists. I know we
2: want to s- speed through some of these calls to let people yeah. let it out because we all we're all kind of doing this right now. But this t- <laughs> this text right here, I want I want to read it because there are people who feel this way, and it needs to be extinguished pretty quickly. And it from the two two four. Can we stop acting like Kyle Beach was a juvenile? Kyle Beach was a grown man and adult. Grown men and adults do not get molested. What the Blackhawks organization did was despicable. But let's stop acting like a child was hurt here. If a man makes a pass or tries to fondle you as a grown man, it's the last time it happens. So why why wasn't it the last time it happened? Then texture. Yeah, you you bet you bet Kyle Beach could have beaten the crap out of Brad Aldridge. So why didn't he? Because he thought that Brad. Aldridge had power over his career, and Brad Aldridge basically said he had power over his career. So you, you, people need to stop stop with that because I know there's a lot of people that aren't saying that. They're thinking, how could a guy that's 6'3 and 240 like let a little 5'8 guy? It's a power disparity. And, yeah, that's a great question. That, that's part of the problem. Why would a guy who could beat the crap out of him let that happen? And it, it is a mind bleep. That's what it is.
3: That's what the <clears throat> cowardly con man John McDonough said to General Block investigators. And that's a the, the tip that is a Neanderthal feeling throughout the NHL. Well, you're bigger than him. Hit yeah. him. Well, he's a coach and you you put it right, Mark. It's about power. Our phone number is 312-644-6767. Lawrence and Sugar Grove, welcome to the score. Thanks for calling.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for taking my call, and I'll try and keep it brief and on point. But, oh, my gosh, that problem that happened in the past, are you kidding me? That infuriates me just to hear that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I can't believe nobody's pointed this out yet. Um, Two things, uh, that time frame, 2010, 2011, that's when the Penn State scandal hit. And I'm surprised nobody's made that connection yet.
3: No, it's been, it's by been the way, they've, they've, they've made the comparison and they've looked at it and then, and it was, and the Joe bots and they've, they've, they've talked about it. and they're, But it doesn't need to be compared to anything. This was a, it is, just look at the Blackhawks, look at the morally bankrupt people in that room and making that decision to diminish somebody's child in pursuit of winning a Stanley Cup, because that's all that mattered. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and has Theo Fleury weighed in on this yet? You know his story, uh, right? I, yeah, I know. I know. And there are a lot of junior hockey stories. Again, this is this is unfortunately this is. And and Gary Bettman is as again stained the bed again with the way he's gone about this. The NHL should have taken a lead. Should have investigated it. It's just sick that they don't. Let's move along, thanks for the call. Mary on the Northwest side, welcome to the score.
0: Hi, um, I just, I, I'm so angry and sickened by the whole thing, but I am more sickened with the players than anything else. We have heard through sports since my brother started that this is a camaraderie, this is a brotherhood, we support each other. And they were nowhere to be found for this young man. And I hope that every time they look at their Stanley Cup rings, that they remember how morally bankrupt and complicit they are. And that supporting that man, young man since 2010. And it is on their head for what happened to the young man in Michigan. And for Jonathan Caves and Patrick Kane to come out and support management and not their fellow teammates is disgusting. And it has nothing to do with they're just stupid. They are disgusting, and they are thinking only of themselves. But this city and this team, anytime anything happened with Patrick Kane, we give him a break, and, oh, he's a good guy, and he's young. That is nothing but a bunch of crap. And it is on all of their souls, and they are all responsible for what happened to this young man with the Blackhawks and to the young man in Michigan. And they will have to go to their grades knowing that they are at fault and they are
4: complicit.
3: If it bothers them. You know what, Mary? Strong words. I appreciate your passion. I'm glad you called. I appreciate the emotion. But, you know, when you heard in your family about, however you phrased it, about the, the camaraderie among the, the players on whatever team. And they're in that report there and what Kyle Beach said the camaraderie were the homophobic slurs that every people made on the ice people made in the locker room nobody that everybody made him the target after as a result of what they knew about this incident and claimed they didn't know what was going on I mean see that's that's infuriating Mark I mean it's just the idea that that these are these are the things that were reported and, and, and verified as best the investigators could. And this is what Kyle Beach says. He's been telling the truth all along. Why would you not believe him now? And the camaraderie was at the expense of somebody who was, again, diminished, minimized, whose life didn't mean anything because they were trying to win a Stanley Cup. Yep.
2: He was helpless and powerless and... It ruined him, and I hope that now he can begin a long process of yeah. recovery because he's got a long way to go.
3: Here's um, – I saw this in the wake There's so you've seen. – we've all seen so much in the wake of the report and um, the wake of the interview with Kyle Beach and what people have had to say and not say. Adam Herman had retweeted this. He is the – Writes hockey content at Bleacher Report, and I was I'm not familiar with his work, but he made this point. I want to read this. For contrast, and this is basically what if for contrast to what Taves and Kane had to say, this is what Anthony Bourdain wrote about finding out about allegations, sexual assault allegations, whatever the allegations were. Involving women in the kitchen against one of his closest friends, Mario Batali, mm. and you may or may not remember the case, but that's that's what happened. Anthony Bourdain wrote: Any admiration I have expressed in the past for Mario Batali and Ken Friedman, whatever I might feel about them, however much I admired and respected them, is in light of these charges irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I will not waste anybody's time with expressions of shock, surprise, or personal upset beyond saying that I am ashamed that I was clearly not the kind of person that women friends, not the kind of person that women friends who knew and had stories to tell felt comfortable confiding in. In these circumstances, one must pick a side. I stand unhesitatingly and unwaveringly with the women not out of virtue or integrity or high moral outrage, much as I'd like to say so, but because late in life I met one extraordinary woman with a particularly awful story to tell who introduced me to other extraordinary women with equally awful stories. I am grateful to them for their courage and inspired by them. That doesn't make me any more enlightened than any other man who had begun listening and paying attention. It does make me, I hope, Slightly less stupid.
2: That's great,
3: Anthony Bourdain about <laughs> finding out is what happened to you know the charges against Mario Batali. And Good for that, him.
2: That's powerful. Yeah, man. that's the
3: right answer. That was wow. Andrew Herman of Bleacher Report retweeting that, and I appreciate that because it's it's you look for ways to respond to this, and and it's not about your it's Taves and Kane and their relationship. You slept, they lived in Bowman's house in his basement and. <laughs>
2: Oh my God! Just... A, a great text th- just just came in too, Steve. Yeah. Um, okay, had had Mr. Beach decked his abuser. Do you think management would have believed a member of the coaching staff or a member of the taxi squad? That's such a great point. That and that and that's it. He he didn't feel he had the power to do anything, even though he he could physically have demolished, you know, little Brad Aldrich if he had wanted to. But that, that's, that's another great point, man. That's another great point. And then another thing, too, that a lot of textures have mentioned is what about the HR department, human resources, with the Blackhawks? Like, where is the culpability on them and who, were, who was the, the human resources director? How did it get yeah. handled? And are we allowed to dig into that information? I don't know if that's, the, like, how that works.
3: I don't know, but the Blackhawks won't make it work. They don't want any more than they want to let you know what they want to let you know. And by the way, believe us. And that I just, we're footing the bill for this investigation. So we're not responsible for any, we're not guilty. It's just a load of crap. Uh, let's take another call before we take a break. We continue to want to hear from you. 312 644 6767. We'll take your calls until the top of the hour. Lisa, Lisa in Evanston. Welcome to the score. Thanks for calling in.
4: Hi. Hi. Um, I, I wanted to say, I mean, I agree with everything that, that the two of you have said and the callers are making such good points. But the thing that I wanted to, to pull forward is that it's not just Kyle Beach mm-hmm. and it's it's not just John Doe number two. It's all the other young men who Brad Aldrich attacked and molested and, and he was convicted for one of them but but there's all the hundreds probably mm. that we don't even know about that also are are on the Blackhawks are you know are on their not their consciences, they don't have consciences, but, but on their souls. You know, that that mm. that they were all also attacked because because they let dead alders, you know, oh, you know, we're going to investigate you if you don't resign, and they let him resign, and they let him walk.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. And, and I, I, Lisa, I appreciate your call, and, and I appreciate the, the emotion. Thank you, Lisa. And, uh, and the frustration, yeah. Thanks for calling. I, I, Again, we keep coming back to this, and in a lot of these situations, if this is what we know, how much sickness is there that we don't know, right. or how much... What other conspiracies don't we know or don't we have all the facts on? Whatever you believe, what do we actually know? And you know, I used to say, Mark, <clears throat> I used to joke that I love hockey. I just hate what Bill Wirtz did to it in this city. And you know what? The the, the idea that that he didn't televise home games. Yeah the whole thing Small. seems so quaint Tiny. in in the wake of what his son's organization has contrived to do anyways yeah
2: and just... and i and i will say this and i haven't really you know I, I haven't felt comfortable like coming forward and and saying too much about this because it's anonymous but people know that i've i've been th- i'm an alcoholic i've i've been through troubles with alcohol, and I go to AA meetings and all that kind of stuff, and I've been in, in rehab, and I've met people who have turned to drinking because of abuse, sexual abuse, and uh, confusion about their lives. Um, so I know the, the – unfortunately, I know the fight that Kyle Beach is going through and has to – like, it doesn't just end now. now. Now the real work, unfortunately, for him in the midst of still trying to have a hockey career – the real work starts. And uh, sadly, I've met some of these people you know, throughout my journey as well. And no matter what I've gone through, what they've gone through is 100,000 times worse.
3: But it's still instructive. There is a path to light. There is a path. In it. And he, I know he—called con- in the interview with Rick Westhead, he was talking about the support of his girlfriend and the support of his family. And that's where it has to start. I mean, it's friends and family who would be there, people to call. You have to call. You have to pick up a phone, and and that's the start, and I think he's realizing that, and I'm sure that it was as painful as it was, and he was in tears. I was in tears. We were all in tears watching this because it was, it was again, happening. In my view, it happened to somebody's child. Yeah. But there's something... I believe there's something therapeutic in that for him. And like you said, moving forward is moving forward. It's a step. And mm-hmm. it may just be, you know, the, the phrase kaizen, just a little bit better than yesterday. There you go. And one step, one step in front of the one foot in front of the other. That's how it has to be done. We'll take a break. We can come back. We welcome your phone calls. 312-644-6767. If you have Thoughts on uh, the morally bankrupt Blackhawks. We would like to hear them. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody, Chicago Sports Radio, six seventy The Score.
2: To be honest with you, and straightforward, I, I thought um, what I'd heard was this, was the beginning and the end of it, and uh, not that it was a joke, but it was something that that wasn't taken super seriously at the time, and um, you know I thought Brad being let go or or resigning from the organization was the way that it was dealt with and to me it was
4: uh water under the bridge so had i been more connected anywhere the situation um and known you know some of the more gory details
1: of it um i'd like to say yeah i would have i would have acted differently in, in my role as captain for sure
3: jonathan taves answering a question Not that I believe much of that, I don't know, what were the homophobic homophobic slurs on the ice and in the locker room, that wasn't a clue, that didn't carry on, whether Brad Aldrich was there or not, we're talking about the morally depraved Chicago Blackhawks, as we have a couple minutes to go in the show, I'm Steve Rosenblum, he's Mark Grody, 312 644 Uh, Amir in Lake Bluff, welcome to the score, thanks for calling. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call.
1: Um, two things, uh, a comment and then a question. Thank you guys for um, discussing this so much today. I feel like here in Chicago, we haven't been talking about it enough uh, this week, and um, it makes me sick to my stomach that over the last decade I've actually supported the Blackhawks. And as a, a father of two, um, yeah, it just makes me sick. Um, questions I have is... Um, when do you guys think the NHL is going to step in and investigate this ind- independently? And then, do you guys see a scenario where the NHL strips uh, the the Blackhawks
3: of the Stanley Cup? No, no, and no. I don't. I don't mm. think they ever. Thanks, Amir. I don't think the Blackhawks get stripped of any Stanley Cups. I nope. uh, You know, if you're going to x out Brad Aldrich's name, then all the adults in the room who conspired to protect him. Their names need to be xed out for all the Stanley Cups they won, and the black and the NHL is not going to do anything. There will be no further investigation. The NHL didn't want to investigate it in the first place, and now that there's an investigation in place and action is, <clears throat> you know, people have left their jobs and whatever it is, the NHL is perfectly content to have no pay no attention to the morally depraved people behind the curtain.
2: Well, that is. that that's what I that's what I hate about this. They think, the, the NHL and the Blackhawks think that since they did this independent investigation and everything came out and people are getting fired, that it's all over, yeah. and now this is the, the wait-for-it-to-go-away phase. That the Blackhawks <laughs> and the NHL true. are hoping to occur. This is it. Now this is like the okay. We've done it. We don't. We don't need to return any more calls. We were transparent. We let it out. We let the score bash us for a week. There it go. Make it go away. And now it is up to reporters, the Blackhawks, people like you and I, Steve, everybody at this radio station, to stay on it. And I, I've, I'll say it a third time. I think Rocky Words has to hold another press conference to take more questions on this.
3: Yeah, that'd be nice. I, um, you know, right now I'm I'm at a. I talked earlier about all the, the the kaleidoscopic emotions, just pinballing all over the place of of feeling frustrated and hating myself and hating the Blackhawks and and feeling sorry for the uneducated Taves and the uneduc, uneducated Kane. But that's what happens in hockey, and and my heart going out the heartbreaking story that Kyle Beach told, and yet the bravery. Amid the vulnerability. And I just, I keep coming back to this, that I I hate them so much that I would, just recognizing the Stanley Cubs, I hope that this organization, I hate them so much that I hope Jeremy Colleton remains coach forever. <laughs> that's just one, that's just one of the things I want to have happen. Bring back Alpo. Yeah, well, they did. That's who he is. He's yeah. just it's ridiculous. But Dog food. and, and I just and just to say that though, I feel so frustrated that that okay, the hockey doesn't matter. Well, they made sure the hockey doesn't matter by the way they're playing, but but just to bring up a hockey game, it just appeals by what they the the lack of credibility that this ownership will have going forward, because I don't believe that this was an independent investigation. They paid for the they paid the bill. Yeah. They're paying the bill for this. This is a conflict of interest. Anybody could see that, even the con man, coward, McDonough. But they like to have a rigged game, and that's the way they look at it.
2: So. <sighs> Woo! Well, Stevie, you did a good job, man. I know you, you're you like crushing no, yourself. You
3: for all this stuff. You, you thank you.
2: Yes. Thank th- you, I, Dr.
3: Grody. You got
2: a good son. Brandon's a good... I, I, hey, I played softball with your son, okay? Brandon's a good kid. <laughs> the diva, I, she came in the Cubs booth when I was on the tour. Yeah, I
3: know. Kid, you were g- great to my kids. Gave her
2: a yes. tour ticket. I Great. you done, You done surprisingly well, Steve. Surprisingly well.
3: Surprisingly well. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I want to thank Ryan Horvat for talking about uh, the Bears' betting line. I want to thank Cesar Perez. Cesar did an excellent job. These were pretty different circumstances thank you i want to thank everyone who called i mean all of your fellow all of you fellow suckageers who texted and called and this this emotionally draining story for all of us and all the conflicts that we have going on i want to thank you i'm very appreciative mark and i really appreciate your your contribution so next week we'll even have the suckage roll call we didn't even do that that's how the news breaking and then the emotional stuff we're talking about, we're going to do a roll call, and we'll we'll get back to normal. You say? Right? Good. Sounds Work good to me. You. Yeah,
2: and if you didn't hear Matt Nagy not coaching the Bears, it'll be Chris Tabor because of the COVID protocol. That was the breaking news.
3: Now, when I get 36 points, they're going to fire Matt Nagy or just keep him in COVID for the rest of the year. That's the plan. <laughs> He's Mark Ruddy. I'm Steve Rosenbaum. Thank you, fellow second years, for listening today. We'll be back next week. As long as nobody important listened to the program, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. Later. <laughs>
1: It wouldn't
4: have
2: been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So, kudos to
1: you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Wait.
3: Oh, yes. Wait, wait a minute, Mr. Post. Wait, wait,
1: wait. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. it.
3: Now with the
1: MLB app, you can get baseball your way.